Guys, I can't believe it. We've come to the end of another season of Ecolation. Over the course of it, we've gone bats. We dove deep into Antarctic oceans and went with the flow in Irish rivers. We talked money, met children across the country getting involved in the climate discussion. Plus, we had a bona fide legend on the show in Jane Goodall. Phew! Making a podcast about the climate crisis is a bit like being on a roller coaster. So many downs, of course. But here on Ecolution, we try and have our fair share of ups too. And we wanted to end on a particular high. Last year saw Ireland's first ever children and young people's assembly on biodiversity loss come together. Designed with children and young people, the assembly brought together 35 randomly selected members aged 7 to 17 from across Ireland to explore, discuss and create calls to action on how to protect and restore biodiversity in Ireland. We were lucky enough to do an episode all about it and I even got to visit the first weekend they held in Wicklow. But for those of you who didn't hear that episode, a brief recap on what they did from some of the children who were there. When we were in Wicklow, we all went on this big walk in the forest. It was many people's favourite part of the whole assembly, really. I know it was my favourite anyway. We came up with ideas on how to tackle biodiversity loss. We played games, we had a debate where it was like a role play of a town to see what everyone's options were and how everyone could try to help. We also uh, came up with a list of recommendations. It was absolutely amazing. We actually had a separate weekend for the Young Advisors as well up in DCU, so we kind of had that time to get used to each other as well. And the atmosphere was so wonderful. Everyone was so friendly, and because we were there in Common Cause, the passion was just bustling out of the room. It was absolutely amazing and it's something that really drove the project on because everyone cares and I think if that was to be extended into society then we would really start to see this change because we can't change something that we don't care about. And it's very clear that those who attended really did care and during the second weekend they were joined by Minister Malcolm Noonan. Malcolm Noonan was very sound and uh, (laughs) he was great and he brought some of our suggestions to COP. The culmination of these two weekends was the agreement on 58 recommendations made by attendees. They were generated by the whole assembly together. These have now been turned into an amazing educational resource with Tribe and Marai at UCC, a resource that all of us can now access, which is a feat on its own. But the recommendations have an opportunity to have an even greater influence, and that's why we're here today. Minister Malcolm Noonan, Minister for Nature, Heritage and Electoral Reform and we're here today, it's a very historic day but it's uh, uh, a lot of historic days uh, as a result of the establishment of the Children and Young People's Citizens Assembly on Biodiversity Loss and today some of the Assembly members are going in to address the Joint Oireachtas Committee on Climate Action on the issue of biodiversity loss which will feed into a, a broader piece of work that the Committee are doing in considering the main Citizens Assembly on Biodiversity. It's hugely significant and one thing at the outset that we said when we worked to establish this uh, Children and Young People's Assembly was that we didn't want it to be a tokenistic process. We wanted the voices of children and young people to be heard in a meaningful way and that their inputs and the work that they put into it would be taken on board and brought forward through national plans and policies. Today's going to be hugely interesting. It's an opportunity for the members to talk and ask questions of the representatives that are here today and for them to really, in a pointed way, express their deep concerns based on the science, based on the work that they've done and the knowledge they've gained and where they see the opportunities are 
and the responsibility not just on government but all of society to address the issue of the decline of nature. As the Minister said, not all of the children were able to visit the Oireachtas on this historic day, but we were lucky enough to meet some of them before they went into the chambers. I'm Neve. I'm 16 from County Waterford and I'm here to represent the Children and Young People's Assembly on Biodiversity Loss as a Young Advisor. I'm really, really passionate about children's environmental rights and the fact that this is literally their future that's hanging in the balance and we're talking about whatever is implemented today is going to affect them every day for the rest of their lives. So they should be having a say in those decisions and what's going to happen because if it's their future, they need to have a say in how that's going to be shaped and what it looks like. I actually started as a climate activist, so I didn't know that much about biodiversity, but when I saw the application for this, I was kind of like, yeah, sure, let's get involved, let's see where it goes. I did not think I was going to get it, but coming into this and learning about it really made me see, firstly, the connection between climate and nature, but also the connection between humans and nature and how much we need it for our survival. Because I think something that people forget is that nature doesn't need us. It will thrive without us. It would see here long before us, and it will be here long after us. If we want a beautiful world or even a survivable world, we need to take care of us. We need to do better. Hi, I'm Eleanor and I'm here today to be an Assembly member going to speak to the Joint Committee on Biodiversity Loss. I like to be involved in everything and to have an opportunity to be part of something that I'm passionate about, biodiversity loss, climate change. It was such an amazing opportunity, I couldn't say no. I'm going to say a few things responding to my friend Neve's questions and hopefully having a bit of discussion with the Arctis members. A lot has led us to be here today. Two years of so much work put in by all the adults involved and the assembly members and the young advisors and two weekends both in Wicklow and Killarney has led us here today and I'm really proud of how far we've come. I've always been interested in biodiversity loss and nature and climate change because I grew up in the countryside, I've got a farm, my dad is a farmer, my granddad has been a farmer and so far back. I hope to um, do it when I'm an adult as well and it's always been surrounding me and seeing it being dilapidated by the changes in today's world has been kind of painful. I'm David. I'm here today to visit the doll with the Young People's Assembly on Biodiversity Loss. It's quite exciting, but you're a little bit nervous as well because you haven't met these people before. But it's something that hasn't really been done before and it's also kind of proof that the government is taking things seriously because they're inviting young people over to talk to you instead of just like people who are in their 30s and 40s. I read a lot and it's quite sad seeing all the animals that are going extinct and all the things that have happened in history which has made the environment get worse and worse and even talking to like people in my family as well who have remembered when there's more animals around where we were living. My name is Conor Malloy, I'm 12 years old and I am an Assembly member. I got started because I believe that uh, children should have the right to speak out for their future. It's also a great opportunity and I'm very lucky to be here. Today I'm going to answer a few questions from the committee. A few of the questions that I believe that I should answer because I feel very strongly about them. The questions I'm going to answer is why is it important for young people to be involved in decisions not just about biodiversity but in all government. It's really important for children to be involved in government decisions because it's our future and we need to step up if we want to make this future a place that we want to visit. It's just amazing that we've had this opportunity and I hope that it will spread across all subjects of government. It's really important for children because it's not just adults because adults won't have to live to see the day that children will live to. Their future has to be in their hands. It can't be just controlled by someone else. We're going to be talking about biodiversity loss and then also the booklet that we made 
we're also going to be interviewed as well and then we're going I think we might be asking them some questions I've one question I'd like to ask which would be how are you going to help change the world now this is children's future and because of that their voices and their opinions have to be taken into account and if they're not then there isn't a way forward because they're shaping the world as we know it and they're paving the stones for the future it's nice to know that even if I played some small part in helping that gate a little bit better or a little bit more awareness, it is a really rewarding experience. That's why we're here today. And it's not just about in Ireland. This is for every young person everywhere. Their voices matter and their rights matter. They really do, Neve. Not every young person who cares about biodiversity loss gets a chance to take the platform like this to share not just their worries, but their ideas and solutions too. But I, for one, am very glad that representatives like these were welcomed into the Oireachtas Chambers. Are you nervous? I'm nervous. So we will commence the meeting now in public session. On behalf of the committee, I'd like to welcome the following members of the Youth Citizens Assembly on Biodiversity Loss to the meeting. We have Neve, Elsie, Oshin. Welcome to Leinster House, Eleanor, Connor and David. By way of introduction, my name is Brian Ledden. I'm a Green Party TD for Limerick and I was elected to the Dáil in 2020 and I've being Cahirlik to the Joint Committee since September of 2020. And the committee was referred the report of the Citizens' Assembly on biodiversity loss for our consideration, and that was back in June of this year. And we have undertaken a robust examination of the Assembly's work in order to inform the drafting of our own report with recommendations for government, which we expect to publish in the coming weeks. And as part of this examination, the committee agreed to continue its dialogue with young people in recognition of the key role that young people play in tackling climate change. And we look forward to hearing the perspectives of the young people before us today and having a meaningful engagement with all of you. It fell to Neve to start proceedings. Uh, Good afternoon, everyone. I hope that all of us here today are very well. As Brian has said, my name is Neve. I am 16 years old from County Waterford and I am also a member of the Young Advisory Team here representing the Assembly today. Today I'll be delivering a very short opening address and facilitating a Q&A with the other young people, but feel free to ask me questions as well. Here with me today are five amazing young people, four of which are Assembly members and one of which is a fellow Young Advisor. I would just like to take this opportunity to thank the parents and the guardians of these young people for their continuous support in relation to the Assembly and, of course, for being here today. We are also joined by two of our wonderful project leads, Katie and Dearmond, whose continuous hard work, support and enthusiasm made the project so inspiring. I would also like to extend my most heartfelt thanks to them, as well as to Minister Noonan for his continuous support, and, of course, to each of you committee members here today for having us. I think I speak for the entire Assembly when I say that young people can look to this project as a source of hope and comfort. Before we begin with today's proceedings, there is just something that I would like us all to remember. This assembly focused on making change by the children, for the children. It sought to make a better world for our youth and to uphold their environmental rights, but also to make enough change for children to voice their opinions without fear. The drive for that change lives in each of us here today and in all of the rest of our assembly members and young advisors. We envision a better world which was brought to life with the Assembly, where the voice of children and young people is a central part of the solution to any problem. And that voice is not simply about ticking box to say that we've listened. It is about the children of today who tremble in fear for their future 
and the children of tomorrow who's burdened these issues of climate change and biodiversity loss should not be to bear. Our youth, both present and future, must be protected, for where lays the way forward if not in them? When their drive for action is vanquished, where lays our hope? When they despair, how can there possibly be a light at the end of this long and dark tunnel? There is no future, if not in them. Well said, Neve, And she was just the first to speak. So, without further ado, I would like to hand you over to our other young people who are here today for them to introduce themselves to you. My name is Eleanor. I'm 16 and I'm from County Kildare. My name is Connor. I'm 12 years old and I'm from Dublin. I'm Elsie. I'm 9 years old and I'm from Tipperary. I'm David, I'm 13 years old and I'm from Mayo. I'm Oisin, I'm 14 years old and I'm from Galway. And then it was time for each of them to share their feelings. Elsie, I might start with you. As Young Advisors, you and I were involved in creating and designing the Assembly, which was really fun. Can you tell us a little bit about why you wanted to be a Young Advisor and what your role was? I wanted to be a Young Advisor because I love animals and I live right next to a forest. I live on a mountain with a forest really close. And my role was to help create the assembly and come up with ideas for how to do things. One year on, how do you feel about the impact of the assembly? I feel like the impact was really strong and that um, we were taking seriously and that this will not be forgotten. And why do you think it is important for children and young people to be involved in decisions about biodiversity? Because it's our future and whatever happens now is going to have an impact on the rest of our lives. Exactly, Elsie. Very well said. Elner, I'm going to move on to you next, if that's OK. What was your favourite part of being an Assembly member? Well, there's so many great parts about being in the Assembly, but my favourite part would probably be the relationships I formed with so many inspiring and enthusiastic young people from all over Ireland. And to be able to do that while working on a project they're all passionate about to create awareness of biodiversity loss and to listen to these young people's voices was just so rewarding. Which call to action is the most important to you and why? Well, I'm not sure if I have a favourite call to action because there's so many, there's 58. But the key message that I like the most is biodiversity protection must be a shared responsibility and a global collaborative effort. Because I feel at its core this represents our need to join together to work on these complex issues and hopefully make real tactile change in our communities. Very inspiring vision that you have. One year on, how do you feel about the impact that the Assembly has had? There's been so many impacts on yeah. so many levels, but I feel like the biggest impact is having children's voices listened to and not made into something that is trivialised. It's been so different to have our voices listened to on a level I feel like you can look at something, that is exactly what we did. This is the change we've made. And long may I continue. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eleanor. That was really valuable feedback. Oshin, I might move on to you next. Which call to action is most important to you and why? For me, I feel that all the education calls to action are the most important because I often find that biodiversity is overshadowed by other global issues like climate change and global warming. And it will be the children of today who will eventually be making decisions for the country. And if they're not aware of biodiversity loss, then it's just going to be forgotten about and no decisions will take it into account. So that's one of the reasons why I feel that education is important. One year on, how do you feel about the impact of the Assembly? Personally, I feel we've made a huge mark in combating biodiversity loss because we have our 58 calls to action and we also have the Tribe Project, which is this one for primary schools, which is just teaching children about biodiversity using fun, interactive and most importantly, educational activities. And then for post-primary schools, we have resources teachers can download and then share with the classes. 
just to make it more fun, I suppose, and more interactive for the secondary school students. I'm really glad actually that you brought in about the Tribe project there because that was actually developed off of our Assembly Schools to Action, so it is a really important project for getting it outside of the Assembly Room. My final question for you is, why do you think it's important for children and young people to be involved in decisions about biodiversity? Well, I feel that it's not just important for children, but it's actually crucial because it'll be us who will feel the worst of biodiversity loss and it'll be us, our children and our grandchildren who will be the most severely impacted. So I feel that it's completely necessary for people and young people to not only have their voices heard, but acknowledged and taken into account in decisions. Very well said, Oshin, thank you. Connor, why did you apply to be an Assembly member and how did it feel when you found out that you were randomly chosen? I applied to be an Assembly member because I believe that children should have a voice in our future and I felt very lucky and very grateful to be chosen for the Assembly. There's a very small chance of me being picked and I felt like I made a big impact on it. I just felt very grateful overall that I was chosen for it. What three words would you use to describe the Assembly? Well, there's a lot you could use, but the ones I would use were fun, educational opportunity. It had a level of seriousness that you needed to actually get something done. I think it's really important for children to be involved in not just biodiversity, but lots of governmental decisions because it's our future and our future can't just be chosen by people who are not going to live through it. It needs to be decided by the people who are going to be in that future. And I really want Ireland in the future to be a place that we want to visit. Uh, and finally, David, what did you learn from being a part of the Assembly? I learned that biodiversity is also an important part of our way of life to conserve and that the media generally just focuses more on climate change and global warming and not so much about biodiversity because it's something that happens right in front of you and that it's something that will happen in your back garden that you can see disappearing, like say less bees or if you're living by the coast, maybe less of a certain type of fish or less of like even sealed or something if you live on the west as I do. I know what you mean, David. Mary Robinson said that there should be more conversations between old and young people because we have a lot to learn from each other. That seems like a good point to turn the tables. Before I hand back to Mr. Leiden, our assembly members actually have a question for the committee members. We would like to know what next steps you plan to take because of the impact that the assembly has had. So I'm going to invite members not just to ask questions, but to answer that very important question as well. What next steps are we going to take as a committee? Senator O'Reilly? Firstly, thank you so much for all of your input. And there's a huge amount of work being done. And I think that it is really important to ask that question. You've done your bit. What are we going to do now? And I guess we're all involved in different political parties, but we're all here with the same passion for the environment um, for biodiversity. So what we, we want to do is to make recommendations about what we think should happen. Senator Higgins. To give a short answer in terms of your question to us, I think that we do need to, to look at the detail of all those recommendations because they're really solid. There's been quite a few citizens' assemblies, but this is the first citizens' assembly where we've had the voice of young people and children. So now you, we have the ability, I suppose, to make recommendations to do what you've said, and that kind of pushes forward. We'll be asking for ministers to come back to us and say, have you done this bit? Have you done that bit? Have you done the other part? I'd just like to say that I think there's three important things that have happened here. One is obviously your recommendations in relation to biodiversity, but another then is the tools that you've developed for schools, which is an extra thing that the other citizens' assemblies haven't done. And then the last one is how this can be a blueprint for future citizens' assemblies. We've got a, one on education coming up, for instance. How you feel this has worked for you, 
will then inform how we do other things. So you're kind of trailblazers in a way and you leave a lasting legacy beyond biodiversity. And that legacy is one that has to be acted upon, as Minister Malcolm Noonan explained. One thing about the deliberative process of the citizens' assemblies is that the outputs of them are taken on board by successive governments, so they have to be implemented. Secondly, we're putting the National Biodiversity Action Plan on a statutory footing, which means it will have to be implemented. We will have a new nature restoration law coming in from Europe, which means that the actions in that through a national plan will have to be implemented. But that aside, even if we if we take away the statutory element of it, I think we have to be conscious and cognizant of the fact that these young people have given of their time to put in a huge amount of work into a process and that the recommendations that they brought forward do need to be taken on board and, and that we are held to account as Oireachtas members, not just me as Minister today, but whoever my successor is as well. Politically, I think there is a, a sea change in, in the attitudes and we saw that when in the Dáil a number of months ago the Oireachtas members voted overwhelmingly to support nature restoration. Members from across the House were broadly supportive of what we're trying to achieve. That's good to hear. Often it can feel like a struggle to convince other people that your fears around the climate crisis or biodiversity loss are well-founded. And it seems that the committee struggled with it too. After the Assembly members' opening statements, there was an opportunity for those present to ask them questions. And one focused directly on that. I'll go to Deputy Kenny. I'd just be interested to know, when you talk to adults, do you find that they're sometimes resistant to this stuff? Because... Many of us find that other people are resistant to it and are inclined to be sceptical of some of the science and not sure of it. And as to how much, what role you feel that young people have in being the leaders in making that change happen. Connor, go ahead. I would like to follow up on Deputy Kenny's question. I believe that there is a lot of scepticism in adults. No, I'm not saying all adults because there are definitely some who are trying to help. But I feel like there is some people who don't believe that children can do the same as adults can do which is false, but I also get where they're coming from because we don't have experience, but that can be achieved. The second point he made was what are young people's role in motivating older people who have scepticism on recycling and not throwing away stuff. I think that we need to just inspire them and trying to like put the message through because some of them think, oh, I won't be here by the time the earth's gone, so I may as well just throw this away. People are saying that in like two billion years it'll be gone but they don't realize that it's not really about that though it's not about the world ending it's about making the world a better place thank you connor i want that message to go out to all everybody even outside of this community room across the whole political system i think it's just such a critically important point it isn't about the never never it's actually about the now sometimes it's hard to contend with what we find out about our changing planet deputy whitmore the process of being in the assembly and you know learning and discussing and co- coming up with tangible solutions and recommendations has that helped address those concerns that you have and that those feelings of i suppose sometimes you can feel quite helpless has this helped you with that and is there a way that we can get that to other children as well and eleanor chose to answer that there is a lot of climate doom in our societies including biodiversity It's like news, it's like anything. We hear about all the bad things that happen. We hear about how much things have gone wrong. We hear about everything. And that's that's very vital. We need to hear about it. We need to take accountability for the bad things that happen. But we often fail to address all the good that has happened as well. We need to know about the improvements that have been made because that gives us hope for the future, that if we do take small steps, if we try and take personal responsibility, if we do the right things ourselves, even if the island's only a small country, we will make a difference. Everyone feels 
down about stuff, when it's going that wrong, when we feel this overwhelmed with the amount of things that need to be fixed. The only way to change something is to know that it can change and to have hope for it. And young people are particularly good at that because we can have enough of a future that if we don't have hope, we won't have anything at all. It's so true. I think without knowing your destination, you can't begin to work out how to get there. So we asked some of the Assembly members, what could a better future Ireland look like? The sort of Ireland I'd like to see in about 30 years' time would be an Ireland where there's more animals and more bees and like insects as well because those animals are also dying out. I would like to see an Ireland with a better state of biodiversity than the Ireland that I was born into. To have the same level of natural resources and natural beauty that we did before so that we can continue to preserve that for future generations. I would like it to be 100% renewable energy, hopefully by 2035. A quieter Ireland as well in some ways, with less maybe petrol-filled cars or more electric vehicles. Overall, a greener Ireland. But I would really hope that the government tries their hardest to make this future Ireland a place that we really want to visit. But also where this is happening on a regular basis and we see these assemblies happening for adults and for children more regularly because this process, I can't put it into words how amazing and how effective it was. And if we keep doing it, if we keep giving people means to take action, like I said, it's going to go through the roof and we are going to be able to change it. It's just about coming together and voicing our opinions and saying this is actually what we want and this is how we see the future happening. I think they're right. We need to have more people caring about this issue. A lot more. Uh, I'll go to Sandra Boyle now. What do we need to do, I suppose, to expand on your recommendations about education, about bringing that interest and that passion for nature and wildlife to everybody else, to try and encourage you know, your classmates, your friends, uh, your neighbours to have the same sort of passion and interest in biodiversity? I'm actually really happy that Senator Boylan asked about education because that's actually my background as a climate activist. I come from um, the Irish School Sustainability Network. I was a leading student ambassador on that for two years. So a lot of my groundwork is getting that education into schools. Something that I would say to you is nature engagement. Last year, during my transition year programme, we actually got an outdoor classroom and we just put it outside and we had students down there. But the main thing about that was we also had students teaching the activities and we could see climate and nature action going up in our school. And people were taking that out of the school into their home lives. So that's something that I really feel should be encouraged. If you want to talk about education, that's a really great way to get students actually learning about this. It just comes down to education. If we educate people on biodiversity, they'll become like more passionate naturally. They'll automatically become more curious about it. And also if we enact call to action number two to provide biodiversity education outside of schools, <coughs> Examples, community learning, on TV, social media, cartoons, comedy and podcasts for people of all ages. If it's just learning schools, children will probably just forget about it. But if it's on TV and they're seeing it everywhere, they'll naturally just remember it. There's multiple educational shows and podcasts like Ecolution on RG Junior, but that's only one. So we just, I think we just need to see more of that in the entertainment industry. Wow, Oshin, thanks so much. I can't believe that Ecolution got mentioned. But also, I really agree, and not just because of that mention. The more everyone knows, the more people want to get involved. We asked some of those present how they felt other people like them could get stuck in. If I had to give a message to children who haven't gotten involved in biodiversity lost yet, I'd say 
talk to older generations to see if they remember any changes in the weather or with animals and see what you can do to help even by leaving out a bird feeder or trying to reduce waste. Any way that anyone can get involved is talking about it. Being a voice to represent nature and climate change is so vital. Talking to your schools, talking to your friends, talking to your parents about how they can do little things. We've got a booklet here about activities that you can do to help nature and help biodiversity loss. I'm always saying that when you're doing it in a group, it's so much easier to take action. And when you're with people who you know care, that's a really easy way to just start taking it because you're all there in common cause. So if everyone was to do a citizen assembly like this, I think we would see the drive for action and action actually being taken. I don't think we could have asked for a better way to finish season four of Ecolution with the impact that this gathering of young people has had. This assembly of kids like you and me who care so deeply about nature and now care even more because of the assembly. As mentioned, their recommendations have now been turned into an incredible educational resource. All you need to do is search for Children and Young People's Assembly on Biodiversity Loss. You can download them or, if your teacher isn't aware of it, that's one way you can use your voice to let them know you'd like to know more about nature and biodiversity. We will be back with more Ecolution in the new year. I'd just like to say a huge thanks to our Brain Trust and every one of the people we've spoken to across this season. And today in particular to Dermot and Katie who brought these brilliant young people together and let us follow the journey. Making Ecolution is one of the most important things I feel that me and my producer Nikki can do. And the work shared today is a testament to the impact and power that young people can have when they work together. We all have it inside of us. We all have the capacity to make change. It's just about giving people a means to do so. Ecolution was presented by me, Evie Kenny, and produced by Nikki Coughlin.